You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, Jesus in the text, in the story, in the account of Lazarus and the rich man is giving us an account of contrasts. The rich man in this life has just about everything one would want in this life. Lazarus has nothing. His only friends are the dogs that come and lick his sores, which is disgusting. (laughs) But death flips everything on its head. I mean, this rich man who had all the finest food, all the softest clothes, who had all the friends that he would need, who feasted sumptuously every day, now is in torment, burning in the flames of hell, with a desire just to have a tiny drop of water to quench the the pain and the agony of the heat. And Lazarus, on the other hand, is in joy, resting in the bosom of Abraham. Knowing the joy that the Lord had for him, rejoicing in, in, the, in the gift of heaven. Now, if that's all the text said, if, if that's where the story ended, if this is all that Jesus told us about, then we might be tempted to think that this text is about the differences between wealth and poverty. We might be tempted to think that from this text, the Lord is condemning wealth and is uh, extolling poverty. So the way to get to heaven is by being dirt poor, and the way to go to hell is by being filthy rich. Now, we know this isn't the case. I mean, it was the Lord himself who instituted private property in the seventh commandment and said, you shall not steal. It is the Lord who protects possessions by instituting the law so that thieves would be punished, etc. And more about this in a little bit. It's the Lord. (laughs) It's the Lord who does these things. And we hear it in the text as well. Because the text doesn't stop there. It it goes on to to recount a conversation that, that the rich man is going to have with Abraham, crying across this wide gulf. Now, how to understand that, we don't know. But the text says that the rich man cries across to, to Abraham. He can see Lazarus there, rejoicing and reclining and, 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 and being in the gifts of heaven. And here he's in torment. And so he says, Father Abraham, send Lazarus to me just with a drop of water on his finger, just to just to put a dip on my tongue. Now, it's a great irony that every day this rich man would have had the opportunity to do something similar for Lazarus as he sat at his gate, begging, wanting help, needing more, and never would he have even noticed uh, Lazarus there. But Abraham cries out and says, there's a gulf fixed between here and there and nobody can, can cross. So then this rich man changes his prayer. And he prays this to Abraham. He says, well, if he can't come to me, send him to my brothers. Send Lazarus to my brothers. Apparently, the rich man had a number of brothers who were just as wealthy and just as unbelieving as he was. And he knew that these brothers of his, when they died, would also end up in this same place. And so he wants Lazarus to go back from the dead on a rescue mission to preach to his brothers, to tell his brothers about how bad it is if they keep doing what they're doing. Go send Lazarus so that when they die, they can end up where Lazarus is and not where I am. But Abraham says, no, they have Moses and the prophets 
let them believe them. No, cries the rich man. If someone comes back from the dead, they'll be convinced. And, and Abraham says, if they don't believe Moses and the prophets, then they will not believe even if someone rises from the dead, even if someone walks out of the grave and tells them what it's like on the other side. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it's in this conversation that we realize that Jesus is not contrasting riches to poverty as if riches are evil and poverty is good. Jesus is contrasting two types of riches. The riches of the rich man, a nice home, fancy food, lots of friends, honor, we suspect, from those people around him. In other words, the riches of the world with the riches of Lazarus, who had nothing but Moses and the prophets. Nothing but the scriptures. Nothing but the promise of God that he would forgive all of his sin. And, and, and Lazarus, who has this faith in the scriptures, has everything. Lazarus really is the rich man, the one that has true riches, the one who followed the word of Jesus and stored up for himself treasures in heaven where moths don't eat and thieves do not break in and steal. <laughs> this is the riches of Lazarus. And this is your riches as well. Seek first, says Jesus, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So we're taught to sing the hymn by Luther, and this hymn is a hard hymn to sing, and perhaps gets harder the older we get, but still we're taught to sing, Take they our life, goods, fame, child, and wife, let these all be gone, they yet have nothing won, the kingdom ours remaineth. Because if you have Moses and the prophets, you have everything. If you have Moses and the prophets, you have true riches. If you have Moses and the prophets, you have life. And you, dear saints, have Moses and the prophets. I suspect most of you heard that the church was broken into on Friday night. If you haven't, this is uh, the news. The police, the neighbors called the police at 2.18 on, uh, I guess it would be early Saturday morning, and the police arrived shortly after and interrupted a burglary. Uh, a team of thieves were, that weren't, were not caught uh, but made off with a, a loot. Uh, they were in about every part of the church, including, of all things, uh, the the choir loft, and they took some of the uh, gloves for the bells. <laughs> they stole diapers from the food bank, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, the computers and uh, electronics from the food bank and from the church office, including the TV and the projector and all this stuff, uh, was gone. Uh, there was a lot of other stuff sitting in the alley uh, waiting to be taken away. And it reminds us that in this life, not only do we have to deal with our own sin, but we also have to deal with others' sins. We sin against others, and we are sinned against. As individuals, as families, 
and even as a church. Now, the result when we sin is guilt. But the result when we're sinned against is shame. And some of you, I know uh, you guys who were around yesterday helping clean up and put things back and uh, reporting to the police and all this other sort of stuff, feel that shame, that that violation. This, This should not be, especially in the Lord's house. But we are taught by our Lord to know that forgiveness, the forgiveness of sins, covers both. It covers the forgiveness of Jesus, not only covers our sins, but it also covers the sins against us. It, Jesus not only forgives us our trespasses, but he also forgives those who trespass against us. And I think that at least as a church body, as a church, as a congregation, this is an opportunity to learn what Jesus means when he teaches us to pray. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. John says in the epistle that if we don't love our brother who we see, how can we love God who we don't see? And Jesus says this even clearer when he gives us the command to love our enemies, which means we can't even begin to keep that command until the Lord gives us enemies. (laughs) And in one way or another, we thank him for that gift and for the opportunity to forgive. You see, whenever we're sinned against, the devil comes in to tempt us, and the temptation that the devil adds to shame is anger. And this you can, you can think about in your own personal and individual lives as well. Someone comes and sins against you. They, they shame you. They, they speak ill of you. They violate you. They take your stuff. They steal your good name. They hurt your life or whatever it is. Someone comes and sins against you and the devil tempts you to anger. Anger is nothing other than a justified lovelessness. Anger is saying, I know that Jesus commanded me to love my neighbor, even to love my enemy, but I don't have to love that person because that person hurt me. That person qualified, that person has disqualified themselves from being my neighbor. They've disqualified themselves from my own love for them. And this is a horrible sin. It adds sin to shame, guilt to shame, transgression to transgression. And it should not be found in the church. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us sets us as a church to know that we live only in forgiveness. Not only the Lord's forgiveness of us, but also the Lord's forgiveness of our own enemies and our forgiveness of the same. For the Lord's mercy and the Lord's kindness know no bounds. And we, the chief of sinners, should know that. Rich or poor, holy or unholy, clean or unclean, keeper of the commandments or breaker of the commandments, generous Christian or thief, the Lord has mercy for all. 
even Lazarus, and even you. So we learn to pray, and we learn to trust the Lord, and we learn in, uh, and we learn in the difficulties of this life to trust not in our riches, but to rejoice in the riches of the Word. Because no matter what's stolen, that can never be. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, says Jesus. Where moths don't break in, where where moths do not eat. Sorry, I don't know what kind of moth thieves we're talking about. Where moths do not eat, where thieves do not break in and steal, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, His forgiveness, His promise. And all these things will be added to you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.